0: Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last days prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The recent killing of General Soleimani of Iran has been a very dividing move on the part of the Trump administration. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will take a look at this event through the lens of biblical prophecy and help us gain an understanding of what it might mean in the timeline of Christ's return. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 5th, 2020. You know
1: what really upsets me? I know I'm digressing here. Just just bear with me. You know, especially you young people. It's just not fair. You know, we learned how to type, right? And you guys get these devices and you're going with your thumbs. I'm over here going like this, trying to, (laughs) on a device, which is why I go to my computer. And I mean, just like a magnet to steel, my fingers were like, you could say that. Oh, sure I could. And it's kind of like, you know, the, the, the imagery, we, we've all seen it where, you know, the devil comes up on one shoulder. He's got the red pitchfork and tights and horns. By the way, that's not what the devil <laughs> looks like, but he's over here. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. My flesh loves that. I'm like, yeah. And then the Holy Spirit's over here. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I just want you to know that I had victory this last week. Last week. The week before, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) So I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed. And sure enough, President Trump tweets in response to this Iranian threat that they're going to target specifically 35 sites. And of course, Trump's going to weigh in, and he does, and he says, by way of tweet, quote, Iran <laughs> is talking very boldly about targeting certain USA assets as revenge for our ridding the world of their terrorist leader who had just killed an American and badly wounded many others, not to mention all of the people he had killed over his lifetime, including recently hundreds of Iranian protesters. By the way, this man had a lot of blood on his hands. Quoting Trump again. He was already attacking our embassy and preparing for additional hits in other locations. Iran has been nothing but problems for many years. Let this serve as a warning, warning all in caps, I kind of like that, again in a sanctified way, that if Iran strikes any Americans or American assets we have targeted and trump is never outdone you targeted 35 oh, well yeah i'm sorry i you'll forgive me i just i love this about our president 35 <laughs> we're going to target 52 how about that you know why parentheses It represents the 52 American hostages taken by Iran many years ago. Remember that? I like that. Kind of into those kind of numbers that represent things like that, especially this. So he says, we have targeted 52 Iranian sites, some at a very high level and important to Iran and the Iranian culture. And (laughs) those targets and Iran itself, and we're all caps now, will be hit very fast and very hard. The USA wants no more threats good for the President of the United States. I could just hear them in Iran, this president is no Obama. I'll give you just a moment on that one. I don't think he has any plans uh, of sending 150 billion with a B dollars cash on a plane, on a pallet, to us anytime soon. He might be sending something else to us, but it won't be that. Let's talk about Israel. As you might imagine, I mean, Israel is watching this very closely for what would be deemed obvious reasons. They're bracing for Iranian retaliation. Ynet News is reporting that the IDF is on heightened alert along the border regions, fearing possible retaliation by Iran-aligned groups, Hamas and Hezbollah. You have to understand that that Hezbollah and Hamas are like fingers on the hand of Iran. They, They move everything. It's Iran that is behind these terrorist organizations. Ynet analyst Ron Ben Yishai suggested that, quote, they will wait for the right moment to exact revenge, perhaps by firing into Israeli territory through Shiite militias in Syria, Syria, and perhaps even from Gaza. On Friday, the Jerusalem Post published a report about Netanyahu returning to Israel from Athens due to security concerns. He actually cut his trip there short because of what happened. This was on Thursday, reported on Friday. The foreign ministry and security officials have placed Israeli embassies and consuls around the world on high alert following the targeted killing of Salamani. Netanyahu lauded U.S. President Donald Trump saying, quote, he deserves all the credit for acting swiftly, forcefully, and decisively. Israel stands with the United States in its just struggle for, listen very carefully, peace, security, and self-defense. Are you kidding me? First Thessalonians five three. So, you know what comes after First Thessalonians four? Thank you so much. Again, I know deeply profound chapter five. Can't wait to get there too. Hopefully, we'll get to this before the rapture. You never know. But uh, First Thessalonians five three. The apostle Paul makes a stunning statement to the Thessalonian church, in the context of the rapture, by the way, because he's responding to the Thessalonians, because Timothy has just come back to Paul and Silas in Corinth. Paul just wanted to know, couldn't stand it any longer, wanted to know how the Thessalonians were doing, because he was only there with them for probably three or four weeks before he was ran out of town, and he longed so much to go back to this church that he had started, and disciple these believers that he had led to Christ, and he couldn't. So he sends Timothy. Timothy goes, and apparently he comes back with this report. It's a good report. Paul is just thanking God, rejoicing. They're growing in their faith. They're doing good in their faith, but they had a few questions. And so Paul addresses their questions, and one of their questions was, Paul, Timothy, ask Paul about this uh my my mom died my my dad died how How does that all work with the rapture that he told us about which by the way, think about this: Paul is there in Thessalonica for probably three to four weeks, and he already starts these are new believers I mean they are green as green can be they're young in the faith they're a blank slate. And what does Paul teach them while he's there before he's ran out of town? He teaches them about the rapture. How about that? And so they're they're like, hey, can you ask Paul about what happens to our loved ones who have died? How does that all play into the rapture? They have these questions about the rapture. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. Two weeks, Lord willing heavy on the Lord willing. (laughs) We'll we'll get there if we're still here. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.3, he continues and he makes this statement. He says to them, while they are saying peace and security, those two specific words, sudden destruction will come upon them and they will not escape. The Implication being that there's a difference between the they and the we. Stay with me. (laughs) We, not they, we who are alive and remain will be caught up. That's verse 17, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We will be caught up, by the way, I'm sure you've probably had somebody say to you, with all of their piety, very scholarly, well, the word rapture is not in the Bible. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Uh, What what, uh, language is, is your Bible in? Oh, it's in English. You're right it's not in the English Bible. Oh, you have a Russian Bible? (gasps) Not in the Russian Bible either. Does anybody have a Latin Bible? Oh, come here, my friend, show me your Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17 in the Latin Bible says, rapturous, we will be raptured transliterated in the English language. In the original language of the Greek, it's the Greek word harpazo, and it carries with it the idea of being caught up very suddenly with great force. Paul writing to the Corinthians says, in the twinkling of an eye, I heard one Bible teacher say that, this is where I get, this is way over my head, but it's not the blink of an eye. The twinkle of an eye is like something, like a fraction of a nanosecond. That's how fast it's going to be. Where we put off corruptible, that's where we put off our old bodies. And in a fraction of a nanosecond, we get our new bodies. I can't wait for my new body. This thing has got a lot of miles on it. And I, I've already put my order in for my new body. I've asked for hair, first of all. First and foremost, I've asked for hair. (laughs) I don't mean to be overly silly, but so we're going to be caught up. We will escape. They will not escape. We who are alive and remain while they are saying peace and security and sudden destruction comes upon them, Not we, because we who are alive and remain will be caught up. I want you to hang on to that too, because I want to come back to that. So this is Netanyahu (laughs) thanking, basically, President Trump for what he did, and standing with the United States in our just struggle for peace and security. Now, Here's the question. What was Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu doing in Athens in the first place? Did you hear about this? Did you know about this? Oh, this is, this is incredible. The purpose of Netanyahu being in Athens at the very time this happened, this was on Thursday, was to sign a mega gas pipeline deal with Greece and Cyprus. Wait, Israel is going to buy from it? No. Israel is going to sell to them. They are? Yeah. Where did they get the oil and the natural gas? Oh, you didn't hear? You didn't hear about the find off the coast of Haifa, there in the Mediterranean Sea. I mean, it is such a large amount of oil and natural gas, and now they are starting to produce it. And in the producing of it, there's also going to be the exporting of it. Make no mistake about it this has got the attention of one Vladimir Putin. Let me uh, rewind back to the year 2008. I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but uh, Putin invaded Georgia. We're not talking about Atlanta on the U.S. We're talking about Georgia there in the region. Do you know why? Because Georgia has the main supply lines to the region, for natural gas. And Putin wanted it, Putin needed it, and Putin got it. So make no mistake about it. When Israel found all of this natural gas, and some believe it dwarfs the other supplies in other parts of the world. It dwarfs it. That's how large it is. They call it the Leviathan and it is now producing, and Netanyahu goes to Greece, and he signs this deal with Greece and Cyprus. According to the Times of Israel, Israel, Greece, and Cyprus on Thursday signed an agreement for a huge pipeline project to ship gas from the eastern Mediterranean to Europe despite, listen to this, Turkey's hostility to the deal. You think? The move comes amid tensions with Turkey over its activities in the area and a maritime deal with Libya. Are these countries sounding a little bit familiar? They should. I'll explain more in a moment. A maritime deal with Libya expanding Ankara's claims over a large, gas-rich area of the sea. Okay, bear with me. I want to try, Lord help me please with this. I want to do this as simply and concisely as I can, especially for the benefit of those for whom Bible prophecy is new. Maybe some of you are not as well informed as others concerning these specific prophecies that i have here on the screen starting with ezekiel 38, isaiah 17, and daniel 9:27 let me just kind of give you a thumbnail sketch so that we can fill in some of the blanks. ezekiel 38 is a very detailed prophecy about this alliance of nations with russia, iran, and Turkey at the helm. Libya is involved, uh, and Sudan, not the Sudan necessarily by way of the borders that we know today, but by their ancient names, they are listed as allying with Russia, Iran, and Turkey, and invading Israel for the sole purpose of taking what Israel has. What does Israel have? Oh, lots of natural gas, lots of oil, And lots of gold, too, by the way. And, oh, by the way, Israel is very prosperous. They have technology that is the envy of the entire world. You know, they can make drinkable water out of air. Yeah, water. By the way, water in the Middle East, that's a thing. That's a thing. So they're going to ally together and invade Israel from the north. Very specific. And again, the details in Ezekiel 30, you know what I did this morning before I came, is I read Ezekiel 38 and 39 again. And even, I know that you know this about God's Word, but it's like every time you read a passage in God's Word, it just comes alive. That's because God's Word is active and alive sharper than any two-edged sword. I mean, I'm looking at these details, and I'm going, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know, the, the common denominator with both Ezekiel 38 and Ezekiel 39 is that God will declare that He Himself is God. In other words, no nation comes to the aid of Israel when this invasion takes place, and God will deal them a swift and devastating defeat. Some believe within a period less than 24 hours, when Russia and Iran and Turkey et al. all come from the north. You know where they're going to come from, right? Syria. Syria. That's Isaiah 17.1. Again, for the benefit of those for whom Bible prophecy is somewhat new. Isaiah 17, 1 is a prophecy about the complete destruction of Damascus, Syria, so much so that it is uninhabitable, is brought to a ruinous heap. Do you know that as we speak Russia, Iran, and Turkey are in Syria? This Salameni was in Syria. He was controlling everything there along with, and make no mistake about it, one Vladimir Putin. This is Ezekiel 38. I mean, if this is not Ezekiel 38, I don't know what is. So they come from the north vis-a-vis Syria to take what Israel has. And then God, as only He can, will himself defeat this alliance of nations. Now, I'm going to suggest, I guess for lack of a better word, a plausible scenario, one for which I am not dogmatic about, but it's becoming increasingly more convincing that this is how it's going to go down. So please hear me out. It is my belief that after this Ezekiel 38 invasion happens and this alliance of nations is defeated, which I believe comes subsequent to Isaiah 17:1 being fulfilled, which is the destruction of Damascus. I see that as a catalyst prophecy. And so Ezekiel 38 will be fulfilled. I am personally of the belief that there will be such devastation. And by the way, again, talking about the details in Ezekiel 38, there's also going to be a great earthquake, which could have the propensity to change the topography of the area there, particularly in Jerusalem, specifically on the Temple Mount, where the Dome of the Rock is, which some believe is the site of where the Temple was and the Holy of Holies. Now there's much debate on whether it was exactly there or is it in the other side, on the other side. Some of you have been there with us when we've gone to Israel.
0: Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.